In Remnant, Calamity at Amity Coliseum. General Ironwood and Dr. Watts go toe-to-toe -to -toe and hand-to-hand -hand in what can best be described as Mortal Kombat. Who will survive? Things get mean in Sector 17. Kalos versus Bronwyn, Eby, and Hill in a grudge match free-for-all. Who will survive? Refugees from Mantle pour into Atlas. Can the city in the sky cope with all the new arrivals? We report on the growing humanitarian crisis. What measures will the powers that be take to ensure the safety of the kingdom? We cover all the breaking news here on This Week in Remnant. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Remnant. I'm Patrick Murado. We continue our coverage of the chaos gripping Atlas. We have correspondence spread throughout the kingdom in Atlas Academy, where refugees from Mantle are beginning to stream in and possibly overwhelm the resources there to the streets below where pitched battles are still raging. We are also trying desperately to regain contact with Rance Argent, who, you may recall, had somehow made his way onto Amity Coliseum. We lost our connection with him soon after. Wait, we have him. Are you sure? Yes, yes, I, I've just been informed. We have reestablished our link with Rance Argent. Rance, Rance, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I, I hear you, Patrick. Can you hear me? Yes, Rance, we have you. What can you tell us? Patrick, after losing contact with the studio, I have managed to work my way up to the broadcast facility high above the combat floor here in Amity. I had to cobble together some obsolete transmission equipment, so please forgive me for the sound quality of my report. Uh, below me, General Ironwood and Dr. Arthur Watts are engaged in a pitch battle raging through and across the gravity biome of the combat arena. The General has used one of his handguns to propel himself into the air and is chasing Watts down. Weapons fire is filling the stadium. Oh, Ironwood is falling, blasted high into the air by a geyser of steam. And brothers, he saved himself at the last moment by using his gun to blast himself to the next platform. It appears that Watts is in control of the various aspects of the arena. Lava, steam, and the gravity itself. We must remember that he is a brilliant scientist and has possibly hacked his way into the control systems. Uh, Ironwood has caught Watts. He's giving the man a terrible beating. Hit him again, General! Uh, a gunshot to the General's head barely missed, and Watts is on the run again. He's bounded over a chasm, and a wall of lava has erupted behind him. I, I don't see the General. Uh, could it be? Oh, there he is, behind Watts. Watts has been hit. Ironwood has rushed in, and both men are toppling over the edge of the... Yes, they're fighting all the way down to... And yes, they've crashed onto the arena floor. Are they? Yes, yes, I see movement. Both men are slowly climbing to their feet. They are circling, yelling at each other, fighting again. Fists are flying. And General Ironwood has the upper hand, blow after blow landing, and he's forced Watts back, holding him against the construction girder. Oh no, Watts has his gun at the General's temple and is slowly lowering. He's out of bullets. He's out of bullets. It looks like General Ironwood's... Oh no, Watts has spun the General around and thrown him into... I can't make out what is... Oh, my brothers, he has trapped the General's arm into the girder within a light shield barrier. General Ironwood is trying to... Oh... Oh, no. Any movement by the general is literally flaying the flesh from his arm. Watts is moving away, turning his back on the general. And the two screens have popped up. Uh, Watts is looking for something in the Atlas systems. I'm not sure. What's this? Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, General Ironwood has pulled himself from Watts' trap, peeling the skin from his entire arm. The stench of burning flesh is... I'm... And the general is rushing at Watts, grabbing the man by the throat and dragging the villain's face along the floor. And is he, he's holding the man by one hand over a boiling pit of lava. What a display of courage and fortitude. The general will truly sacrifice whatever it takes to ensure the safety of the people of Atlas. It appears that the general... Rance. Rance, can you hear me? Rance. 
It appears we've, we've lost our connection to Rance Argent on board Amity Coliseum. We'll be working to reestablish contact as quickly as possible. But we go now to Dallas Houston, covering a, a clash between insane serial killer Tyrion Callows and Aesop's head, Clover Eby. Dallas? I'm here deep in the heart of Sector 17, watching an intense battle between serial killer Tyrion Callows and Aesop's chief, Clover Eby, who is accompanied by recent council candidate and huntress Robin Hill and huntsman Crow Bronwyn. Bronwyn has taken the lead in this fight, and all I can say is the tension and hatred emanating from all the combatants is palpable. Oh, Callows has set his sights on Clover, rushing towards him and firing his weapons at Bronwyn in an attempt to slow his pursuit. Hill is distracting the killer with rapid fire from her crossbow. Eby is a blur, moving, evading all the strikes of Callows has shifted his attention to Bronwyn once again. Hill is leaping, bounding from wall to wall, firing her. Oh my, the bolts are ricocheting off the walls, and yes, Bronwyn's weapon, a massive scythe, and striking Callows in the head. Callow spins and is entwined in Eva's fishing pole, top weapon, which I have learned he is called Kingfisher. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all these combatants are faster than green grass through a goose. And Bronwyn has struck a massive blow to the midsection. Callow is screaming, more enraged, I think, than pain, and is broken free, spinning this way and that. And he's on his feet, facing our brave huntsman. And, he, and he's laughing, an insane, disturbing, high-pitched cackle. Robin has fired another crossbow bolt directly at, and he's caught it with his teeth. What an evil smile. Wait, the, the bolt is beeping and flashing red. I'm not sure what the bolt has exploded in Callow's face. He's dazed. He's down. But not out. Hill is approaching the killer, and she's kicked him in the head. Right. Hard. And Callow's is out. What a relief, ladies and gentlemen. I see Evie, yes, calling for transport. And yes, I can report that escape killer... Tyrion Callows is in custody and under arrest. What an amazing display of skill and bravery by our huntsmen and huntresses here today. I'll try to stay with the story, but I'm not sure what type of access I'll have. This is Dallas Houston, RNN News. Back to you, Patrick. Thank you, Dallas. We are all very grateful for the efforts of our military and huntsmen and huntresses in bringing these villains to justice. We turn now, though, to the growing humanitarian crisis in Atlas, where thousands of mental refugees are beginning to arrive. Liam Reach reports. I'm here on the grounds of Atlas Academy, where thousands of refugees from Mantle are starting to stream in. I can best describe their mood as fearful, yet relieved that they are, at least at the moment, safe from further grim attacks. All the students here at the Academy have been assigned differing duties, and third-year students have taken the lead to make the transition of the people proceed more smoothly, although the people of Mantle are becoming painfully acquainted with the military adage, hurry up and wait. Also, I can report that Special Operative Winterschnee appears to be in command of this entire operation. From my vantage point here, I can see Mishni issuing orders directing both military and civilians to where they need to be. Stern yet caring, she is just what these near-traumatized people need right now. She is, wait, I, it appears she's receiving some type of communication. She's turned into staring at the academy. I'm not sure, oh, Mishni has taken off at a dead run into the building. Something is happening. I am going to try to follow along and keep up with her. Let's see what's happening here. This is Liam Reach reporting. Thank you, Liam. We now have Stephen Bellino reporting from inside Atlas Academy, specifically near General Ironwood's office. What can you tell us, Stephen? Patrick, I have just witnessed General Ironwood entering his office following his return from Amity Coliseum. His left arm is bandaged and in a sling, and honestly, the man looks exhausted. He was carrying on an ornate satchel, which may have once belonged to disgraced Elysian scientist Arthur Watts. All is quiet here in the hallway, a vast difference from the controlled chaos occurring now on the campus grounds. Wait, wait, I can now report that all the ACE operatives, with the exception of Clobrevi, are now heading into the general office. Uh, Vinezeki, 
Elma Dern, Harry Abree, and Meryl Amin are here, and accompanied by Huntresses Ruby Rose, Wai Shni, Blake Belladonna, and Yang Xiaolong. I can say with certainty that all were instrumental in saving the lives of the people of Mantle. The doors have shut behind them. I cannot hear what is being said, but yes, yes, there are raised voices coming from behind those doors. I am hearing an exclamation of loyalty and now a crashing, cracking sound. I, I can't say for sure what is happening inside the office, but yes, yes, a soothing, cloying voice, sinister in its calmness. I am unable to clearly hear, and now there is sobbing. Yes, definitely someone is crying. I don't know what could have occurred. There is shouting once more, and now silence. I wish I were able to... Wait, wait a moment. I hear a raised, panic voice, and the words, staff, martial law, abandoned mantle. What, what is happening? Uh, the, the office doors are opening, and General Ironwood is leaving now, saying only, I know, and it appears the ace operatives and the young huntresses are facing off. This cannot end well. I'll stay on the story for as long as I can, but things look dire. To be continued next time on... This Week in Remnant! <laughs> <laughs>